Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Welcome back to the Abiding Free Podcast, friends. This is our six-week devotional series through the book of Zephaniah. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, week one, you should definitely go back and start there because this is a story. It'd be kind of like stepping into chapter three of a book today. So go ahead and go back. If you haven't listened to it, start in week one. And you know, last week, if you did join us, hopefully you remember that we talked about the history leading up to this book of Zephaniah, the context, some background information, and then we dove into the first six verses of the book. We went over the abrupt and harsh judgment that God was bringing to both God's people and the nations. Um, You know, it's interesting. Bible commentators argue that this first part of Zephaniah is one of the harshest depictions of God's judgment in the entire Bible. I read some of that language last week out of those first, you know, six verses. It is so harsh. And, you know, the most tragic thing, though, that we learned last week was the accusation against God's people, why God was bringing his judgment, not just to the nations, but to his own people. And we learned it in verse six, that his people had turned back from him, meaning turned away, and they were not seeking God or inquiring of him. I mean, gosh, we can all relate to this, right? In the big and little ways. I hope you had a chance to reflect on this that question we left with last week. What ways does God want you to turn back to him? What areas in your life does he want you to relinquish back to him? Well, today we are continuing on in our story to find out what is going to happen. I mean, clearly we know that something changed because God had said in verse three of chapter one, I will cut off mankind from the face of the earth. Whoa. Well, we have the rest of the Bible, right? And you know what? We're alive. (laughs) So thank goodness we know that didn't happen. Let's dive in to Zephaniah 1, 7 through 18, 
today. Now, again, this is a podcast or a teaching, and what we expect you to be able to do are very different than if you were sitting somewhere with your Bible open and listening to you know another teaching. We don't expect you to have your Bible open. So much of the time, we're gonna while we continue on in some you know verses, you know reading through verses. Other times we're going to be summarizing them, but you can always go back and read them yourself at another time. Well, right after God says that his people were turning away from him in verse six, he gives an abrupt command in verse seven. It says, be silent in the presence of the Lord God. In the Bible, this you know call for silence is often a sign of reverence for God. And in other words, very humbling. He wants his people to sit in humility and think how they have turned away from a holy God. It's so hard to sit in quiet these days, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Because it doesn't just mean like not to have sound, right? That God's commanding. It means a quiet spirit to calm our minds and hearts to think about him. And that's two different things, right? I mean, you know, and then God goes on and says, why else to be silent? He says, the day of the Lord is near. The day of the Lord. This is a big theme of this book. And this isn't the only book in the Old Testament that talks about this. And you can do a comprehensive study on this, but I'm going to give you the cheat sheet version. The prophets in the Old Testament basically saw this day as eminent judgment that was coming. And some also indicated an end times judgment that was coming. So, you know, the really soon, you know, future and then also the far distant future. Um, This day was a day that um, they prophesied would be both have judgment and salvation. Many would be judged and some would be saved on this day. We could say that at the time this book was written, the day of the Lord, you know, in Zephaniah was when the Babylonians would take Judah into exile God's people. And we could also say that the day of the Lord is also going to be the return of Christ. Um, You know, at the end of this section that we are talking about in Zephaniah, he really paints it as a bleak picture. Zephaniah speaks in verse 15 that it's a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and total darkness. Wow. (laughs) That sounds like great dinner party discussion. You should bring that up. Can you imagine? (laughs) Hey guys, let's talk about the day of the Lord. (laughs) Everyone's laughing and you're like desolation and desolation. Actually, my daughter just asked me what desolation meant. She's, she just started reading Micah of all books. I'm like, don't you want to read a nicer book? That's like in my head, right? Isn't that terrible? Um, because all of God's word is beautiful and all of it has meaning, but it is a heavy, it's a heavy, um, book. And this, is a heavy book to start with. And that's the intermission I just want to take here is that, you know, Zephaniah is, I'm going to call it the obvious that there is a reason that so few Bible, there are so few Bible studies on Zephaniah. There's a reason so many have never read it, heard a sermon on it. It is a heavy beginning in these few weeks. I'm even tempted, right, to go through this book to add some fluff. What I mean is to soften the message. I don't, I don't want to. That is not a God-given desire. But I pray I ne- and I pray I never do that. I also pray that you don't shy away from these difficult concepts because a spoiler alert, if we truly go into the judgment of God, I believe at the end of this book, we are going to walk away with a greater appreciation for God's love than perhaps we've ever had in our life. The Holy Spirit can do that. Okay, so that's the end of my inter- intermission and we're going back to our verses. 
So after it says the day of the Lord is coming, it says that the, the in verse eight, God talks about the king's sons, the officials. We're still talking about God's people here. It says that God is punishing them because it says this, that they were dressed in foreign clothing. This is another grievance against God's people. What does that mean? It means that they were trying to fit in. They were looking like the world. Gosh, I just love the practicality of God's word, right? And in other words, I mean, just right plain language. It's like all of us can relate to wanting to fit in. I mean, I am far beyond high school and college, and I still struggle with this. I want to fit in sometimes. We do it in the little ways too, right? You know, we can read the verse in First Peter that says we're aliens and strangers in this world, but to live it out is a whole different thing, right? I can think of times I've gossiped in the past to fit in. I've kept silent on issues I know God wants me to speak up on just to fit in. There's, you know, just times, right, where I don't want to look too weird as a believer. Like there's just so many things, but this is the encouragement for us today. God doesn't say to be different in this world because, well, I told you so, right? Sometimes we say that to our kids. (laughs) Well, God tells us he has given us different garments. It's not just that we're not taking up the foreign attire of the world. He says it because he's given us different attire. In Isaiah 61, 10, it says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord. I exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and wrapped me in a robe of righteousness as a groom wears a turban and a bride adorns herself with jewels. Wow, this is an incredible passage. And in other words, I mean, Isaiah isn't just lamenting over the fact that he's wearing different garments in the world because he's too busy rejoicing over the garments he's been given. He doesn't want to look like the world because he is so in awe of what he has been given. He knows who he is. Garments of salvation and righteousness like a groom and a bride on their wedding day. There's a reason for this metaphor, right? I remember on my wedding day adorning myself. I was so overjoyed to be adorned for my groom, my soon-to-be husband. There was joy in it because I was going to be his completely and he was going to be mine. And that is why it is so grievous in this picture of Zephaniah or maybe in our own lives when we look more like the world than this God who chose us for himself. We are his and he is ours. But sometimes we're trading these heavenly garments for shallow and superficial ones for the praise of people rather than shining with the beauty of Christ. First Corinthians 15, 53 through 55 tells us that this corruptible body we have has been clothed with incorruptibility. This mortal body has been clothed with immortality. We have been offered the riches of heaven, the garments of salvation. So I'm asking myself this today. Why am I settling to fit in when God has chosen me for glory? We have one more point, and then we're going to circle back to this. There was one more grievance against the people, but there's hope in this grievance. We learn in verses 12 through 13 that God is going to punish those people, it it says, who settle down comfortably, who say to themselves, the Lord will do nothing, good or bad. Isn't that interesting? It wasn't the people that were angry with God or wrestling with Him. It was the complacent ones that thought He was just kind of a neutral God, not really involved. 
I know for me, you know, neutrality, complacency can sometimes be more dangerous than my anger. I remember I was um, getting my blood drawn at my house. This was like a couple years ago. And this this woman came. I had never met her before. And she was taking my blood and she saw my Bible on my table. And she started asking me and it turned into this amazing, you know, gospel opportunity. But it was was really tragic because she said to me, I, you know, I had, I, I turned the table on her and kind of asked her, you know, like, what are your thoughts about God? Like, what's your relationship with God? And she said, well, my brother died. And, um, I just, I, she said her brother had recently died and she was just angry with God and she felt bad about her anger. She didn't feel like she could be angry. And so, you know what? She just walked away from God. She decided to be complacent. She stuffed her anger, which really never works. She decided, you know what? God wasn't really that involved. He wasn't doing anything, and I'm not allowed to be angry. And it was so tragic. And so I talked to her about lament. I talked to her about bringing her anger to God, bringing these emotions to God. God can use these things to draw us close to Him to not see him as just a God who's distant or, you know, complacent. You know, it's, it's, it's the wrestling that can take us into a journey with God. And so I would, that's the other question I would just encourage you with today is how are you complacent? How are you thinking that, oh, God just is not involved? Maybe it's subtle. Maybe, maybe in your head, you don't think, you know, you, you would never say that out loud, But what is something that is closed in your life that you need to open up and invite God into? Because you know what? He's already there. He's already there. And so those two questions, again, are what I want to leave with you today. Again, that first one is how are you taking on the foreign attire of this world? How are you looking more like the world than the God who chose you? who clothed you with beautiful garments of righteousness and salvation. Are you resting in and rejoicing in those garments today? So just out of that, it's like you're not even thinking about wanting to fit in because you're so overwhelmed with just this love and this rejoicing that God has chosen you for His special purposes. And secondly, what might you need to bring to God so you don't get complacent in any area, distant from him. How might he use that anger and sadness and confusion to draw you closer to him? This is what was happening to the people in Zephaniah. And if we're honest, it can happen in our hearts too. But God, as we learned, is a God who has clothed us with something something so much better. He's a God who has chosen us. And so please come back next week. I cannot wait to continue on in the story of Zephaniah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.